0: Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message.
1: So we brought in Reggie Dabbs today. Would you help me to give a Harvest Church welcome to Reggie Dabbs? Good morning. How's everybody doing? Y'all good? If you're a man from the men's conference, just say, long live the king. Long live the king. Uh, everybody else, you should have came. <laughs> if you're a lady, you should have. Never mind. Let's just go on. All right. I almost said something wrong. That was not to be good. Y'all good? Yeah. Y'all happy? Yeah. I know y'all looking at me. I'm looking at you. You're like, what is it? Look at all the young people just staring at me. What's up, yo? Hey. Just look at the shoes. All right Call them my Benny Hens, but it's all good. Everybody, there it is. You can tell the men have been hanging around for the last couple of days. Everybody else, your turn too. Look left or right, stare at somebody in the eye, and just say, "All right, all right, all right." Turn to the person on the other side. of you do it again, say, "All right, all right, all right." Okay, everybody, look up here. I'm gonna tell you right now the mistake somebody made. You. have invited (coughs) to northern california i'm from tennessee and i live in texas do you see what you did you invited a southern black preacher up in your northern california church now wait only half the rooms getting it the rest of you like what does that mean it means You probably won't forget this. If you've ever seen a Medea movie, it's about to go down like that. Hallelujah. All right? I'm just saying, all right? So now look, so, so let me just, let me just like, since they're all in one section, young people, look at me. Let me help you out. Let me give this to you. Let me tell you the meaning of life. Everybody, it's a phrase. I'll say it to you, you say it to me. Everybody say this. Life is a roller coaster. Life is a roller coaster. Remember that. I love roller coasters. They go so fast, makes my fat go backwards. I'm skinny again. But... No, y'all, that's not a joke. Uh-uh. Years ago, I rode the fastest roller coaster in the world, 120 miles an hour. Bruh, it went so fast, I went blind. My cheeks flew over my head. I couldn't see none. The whole ride, I kept hearing this noise in my right ear. It was like, I'm like, what is that? Then I realized what it was. We're going so fast, my fat is suffocating the girls sitting behind me, all right? In reality, the girls yelling, Help! But with my fat hitting her in the face, it came out, not good. When I was in the ninth grade, everybody say, ninth grade. grade. My friends taught me to get on a roller coaster and went upside down. Reggie don't belong upside down. I go upside down, people get hurt, all right? All my friends are like, Reggie, Reggie. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. (laughs) The ride broke. No, no, we went downhill, around the curve, halfway through the loop, upside down, the brakes grabbed. We stopped upside down. I'm hanging upside down. All my fat is rolling toward my head. I'm trying to push it down. I could hear it on the news, fat man died on roller coaster. Then it got worse. The girl in front of me, she threw up, and the wind was blowing in my dreams. No, y'all, I can't duck, and if I could duck, my belly button would give me a hickey on my forehead. That ain't right. That's illegal living in California, all right? Some of you are looking at me like, what has that got to do with life? Everything. <laughs> Some days you're on top of the hill, everything's great. Some days you're going downhill so fast, you want to quit. But listen to me, my brother never give up on the ride of life because they will fix the ride. The only question is, my sister, there's only one question will you be on the ride when they fix it? <laughs> so the phrase of the day is never give up. Everybody say never give up. Never give up. Touch your neighbor and say never give, never give up. Look at Reggie and say never give up. Never give up okay here we go let me give you the scripture it's on the screen if it ain't don't see it there get into your Bible John chapter 16 verse 33. here's what the Bible says. everybody say the Bible says and say. hey, go ahead get used to this you're going to talk to me the whole service all right say the Bible says I, say. I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart oh I love this I Have overcome the world. Somebody clap your hands if you know. If God made it, we can make it too. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, we're going to make it. Come on, touch your other neighbor and say, we're going to make it. Now look at me. I got to send out my... Okay, look at me. Here it is. If you happen to be in the second service and you love your sin and you love being nasty... (laughs) then you need to pretend you got to go to the bathroom and get as far away from my voice as you possibly can. Because the longer you hear me speak, the more in jeopardy your nasty is at leaving you. So you just need to get up and get out, all right? You know what I just did? Ain't nobody going nowhere now. Because if you get up, all your friends are gonna go, "Mm, I knew she was nasty, y'all. Yeah, yeah. The title today, oh, dude, everybody just look at your neighbor and say, where's my pastor? <laughs> he goes, oh, by the way, let me help you out. Uh, you got a, a, a friend of mine coming next week. His name Dave Reaver. Dave Reaver. And I know y'all know Dave Reaver. I worked for Dave Reaver for eight years, eight years, eight and a half years. Oh, my goodness. And I told him, and he told me, he says, look, don't mess up, my friends. And I said to him this morning, I said, Whatever I do, you can fix it next week. <laughs> <laughs> he can fix it next week. said, <laughs> a command. Hey, if God didn't tell me, I would still be with him today. He's a great uh-huh. man. Come and hear him, come and hear him. Y'all ready? Yeah. Here's the title. You gotta say it to your neighbor. Everybody look at somebody left or right. Just look him in the eye and just say, everything's gonna be all right. There we go. I'm gonna look at somebody else. Say it again. Say, hey, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Well, let me just help you out. I got to get you on a trip. You got to go with me today. I got to get you to go with me. So let me tell you where I'm from. I'm from the Smoky Mountains. That's where I grew up. And on any Sunday morning, how do I do this? Oh, it might do something like this. It might go something like this. Somebody say, alright, alright, alright. Come on, sit down. We are just getting started. Up in here, up in
0: here.
1: Somebody look at your neighbor and say, let's do this. Just to do it, that's for old people. All the young people look at your neighbor and say, let's go. Great day. I've had a great weekend. Hey, if you ever like having a bad weekend, just ask Pastor to drive you around in his pickup truck. It'll get better quick. Had a great weekend. He was my driver this weekend. I'd rather like let him use his gas. Hey y'all, I ain't never seen a six on that before in my life till I came up here. Y'all ready? Hmm. I got to somehow get you to go for a ride with me, okay? I mean, you just got to take a little trip with me. I promise you. First of all, you can ask the men. I don't speak long. I get it done. But but like I said, just pay attention because you got to understand that scripture. And I don't think y'all understand the scripture. So let me just... Let me just take you for a ride. Let's, let's take a first stop. Uh, there's only three stops, bus stops. Just stay on the whole time, all right? Amen. Stop number one. It's a girl. She's in the eighth grade. Cutest thing you ever seen. Her name is Tayra. Everybody say Tayra. Tayra played the clarinet. This is not a clarinet. This is a saxophone. Big black brothers like me do not play a clarinet, all right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> just saying. Uh, And I know some of y'all, like, he called himself big and black. You can hide a lot of things nowadays. But I just can't hide this, all right? Are you ready? You ready? Watch this. Okay. Not only did she play the clarinet, she played volleyball, and she was on student government. But you know what she loved? You know what she loved? Teenagers. She loved December 26th to January 1st. Here's why. On December 26th, her, her mom, and her dad would get on a plane in Dallas, Texas, and fly to Denver, Colorado. Get in a rental car and drive up in the mountains. And for six days, she got to go snow skiing. She loved to go snow skiing. One morning, they got a burly. When they got to the ski hill, it was 11 o'clock in the morning. She grabbed her skis. Her dad grabbed his skis. Her mom grabbed her book. (laughs) Mama looked like a skier. Mama dressed like a skier. Mama didn't ski, all right? All the mamas, clap your hands. You know what I'm talking about. She drank hot chocolate, read her book, and watched people come down the hill. They went up The left, came down the hill, went up a second time, came down the hill. I don't know if y'all know this, but in December, January, it gets dark fast up in them Colorado mountains. Dad said, we could only go halfway, so they went halfway up. They're coming down. The dad was in front of his daughter. All of a sudden, he heard behind him a noise. It was like, ha! He hit his brake, turned around, because he knew that sound was his daughter. And when he looked back, his heart just dropped because his daughter was laying by a tree. Her skis got crossed. She had a helmet on. He ran up, but she wouldn't wake up. They called an ambulance from the hill. They came down with a sled. They put her on and put her in an ambulance, took her to the hospital. If we fast forward, it's about four hours. A doctor came out of the doors that said, do not enter. Walked over to Tara's mom and dad and said this. I'm so sorry. There's nothing we can do. In one hour, they're going to unplug the machine sorry for your loss but we'll give you an hour and he turned and he walked out of the door now this morning if you don't understand tara then maybe you'll understand heather everybody say heather heather was a high school senior she was the point guard on the basketball team she worked at the pizzeria on every thursday night when there wasn't a game She was in her last year of high school. And I'm going to tell you, one morning something happened. And I got to be honest with you. I might have to start preaching a little brother coming out of me on this because I love this. Anybody in this room? On my left or on my right, have you ever hit the snooze
0: button?
1: (laughs) Look at me. Now, let me just break it down like a Tennessee boy can. You ain't slept until you sleep after You hit the snooze button <laughs> or oh, Somebody oh, yeah, I got this section over here. Go ahead. Y'all know what I mean. Listen to me. Your bed is Nasty until after the snooze button you sleeping on a cloud. You know what I'm talking about. Just clap your hands. You ain't never You ain't never had a dream until you have a dream <clears throat> After the snooze button. Clap your hands if you know what I'm talking about. Ain't got nothing to do. You ain't lazy. You just tired. (laughs) But how many of you know. Reality has a way of messing with you. All of a sudden. The birds are singing too loud. The sun's coming through the screen way too bright. And reality hits you like a ton of bricks. You late. And it's like, ah, you got to go. That was Heather. She jumped up. She got her stuff. She got together, jumped in her car. Now, luckily, she lived in Iowa. And I don't know if you've ever been to Iowa. If you haven't, you ain't missing nothing. If you want to know what Iowa's like, go down to the grocery store and look at a can of corn. That's Iowa, all right? I'm just saying, you got it right there. That's what it is. She's driving down the road. I don't know if you've ever done this. Anybody ever going down 99 and you're moving, and all of a sudden you look in your rearview mirror and there's a car coming up on you like you ain't moving? And you just get out of the way and let it go by. And as it goes by, you look over just to see who it is driving like Mario Andretti. And as she comes by you... She has one hand on the rear view, the sun visor, because she's looking in the mirror. And her other hand is on her lip gloss. And she flies by you, and you're thinking, like I'm thinking, who's driving the car? Now, I know some of you ladies are like, you better slow down, you little southern man. I can see the look on some of you ladies' face. I understand. I asked my wife about the lip gloss, and my wife told me. She goes, you got to have lip gloss. It's a matter of life or death. And I said, who's death? She said, if I get in a wreck, the paramedic comes over, and he's got to choose, he's giving a mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to you. When he looks at these lips, that brother coming down on me. Who am I to argue with a Puerto Rican woman, all right? (laughs) Obviously, this little girl, Heather, went to my wife's school of driving. And she was being careful. She's looking, looking, doing a little... All of a sudden, it was like, boom, she hit something. And then she, oh, no, she hit a brake. She thought it was a deer or she thought it was a dog. And she was, like, mortified. She got out of her car and she looked back and all she could see was a bicycle. Your life has a way of shutting you down. When horror hits, like for real, it can literally help you forget what you really don't want to know. That girl somehow went into stealth mode. And when she came to her senses, she was back in her bed, back on the farm. And she thought it was all a dream until she rolled over and saw her mom and dad looking at her from the corner of the room. And her dad said, baby, they gave you some medicine. She goes. What what did I do? He said, "You hit a woman on a bicycle." He said, "I need you to listen to me. This is the worst. This is the worst moment of your life, but it's going to be okay." She died, and she went into hysterics. They had to give her more medicine. She fell back to sleep. When she woke up, she heard a phone ringing. She had no idea she slept the rest of the day, and it was the next morning. All of a sudden, her dad walked in with a sandwich, and he says, Take a bite for me, please, baby. She took a bite, and he goes, Baby, do you love me? She goes, Yes, Daddy, I love you. He said, Do you trust me? She goes, Yes, Daddy, I trust you. He said, Okay, if you love me and you trust me, I need you to do me a favor. You need to get up and get ready because we got to go somewhere. Me and you and Mom, we're going to go together, but we got to be at this guy's house by noon today. If we get there by noon, he's not going to press charges. Who is it? He said, It's the husband of the woman that you hit. He says, trust me, I'm going with you. It's going to be okay. It's just going to be okay. I've talked to the lawyers. It's going to be all right. We just got to go. Now, I know. I mean, I mean, I don't know what I would do. I don't even know. I probably wouldn't go. Some of you kids, you wouldn't go either, would you? Like, sorry, Dad. I'm going to have to check out on this one. Not going to happen. But she did. She went. She never looked up. She looked at the ground the whole time. She was counting the cracks on the sidewalk. All of a sudden, her dad knocked on a door, but it was like a screen door. The big door was open. And from inside, she heard a voice go, come on in!" The, the, the living room's on the right I got some lemonade and she's thinking that must be a friend a family friend somebody he, this husband must be in the corner somewhere the guy walks in he goes hey how are you Oh, and he saw their face and he saw the look on their face and he sent a tray of lemonade down he sat on the coffee table they were on the couch and he says please please look at me the girl looked up she's weeping And then the man spoke. You may not, uh, if you're sitting here and you do not understand Heather and you don't understand Tara, man, that might be something wrong with you. But I only got one more. And I know some of you are like, this could be the most depressing sermon I've ever heard in my entire life. That's okay. Dave Reaver's coming next week. He's going to fix it. All right. (laughs) Everybody look at your neighbor and say, he's a boy. Maybe look at your other neighbor and say, he's only six years old. Oh, now look at somebody say it's even worse. Say it's the first day of school ever. This little six-year-old boy walked in his classroom first day of school. The teacher was there. He was early. Mom dropped him off. You know you bad when your mama take you to school early your first day. A little brother walked in. Teacher said, find the desk with your name on it and sit there. He looked all over, looked all over. He saw a desk. He sat down. Now everybody's looking for their desk. Then the bell rang and the teacher takes attendance. Y'all know what they do. When teachers take attendance, they say your first name and your... Last (coughs) name. Word. Come on, California. I knew y'all were smart. Last name. Except for that boy. When she got to him, she just said his first name. By Wednesday, he walked in class, looked around the room and noticed everybody had a first and last name on their desk, but he only had a first name. By Friday, after her teacher only used one name for him, he had to know. So after she took attendance, he raised his hand. She she said, come up front if you got a question. He walked up front. He goes, everybody's got two names. Everybody's got two names on their desk. What's up with that? Where's my last name? Teacher had one tear. She goes, they didn't tell you. And she said, baby, you don't have a last name. Just go sit down. It's okay little boy's a little confused, but it didn't take long. About a week later, his school had what they call parent-teacher conference. Do y'all still do that in California? Yeah. I hate that day. If you hate that day, clap your hands. I hate that day. I hate that day. Matter of fact, I believe in separation of school and parents. Clap your hands if you with me on that one. I got parents going, I don't want to go. All right. little boy his name was first one on the list both mom and dad showed up when it was over walked outside all his friends are with their parents he noticed all his friends parents were young but his parents were like old little boy's thinking why they old he had to know so he waited until they were pulling out of the parking lot he's in the back seat there in the front seat so the boy yelled to the front seat hey why y'all old?" (laughs) don't ever do that all right Hey, little brother on the front row, look, if you think your people old, keep it to yourself, all right? No, let me take it even further. Look at me, brother. Look, take it to the grave, all right? Just take it to the grave, all right? When they got home, the dad said, we got to talk. So they put him at the kitchen table to have a talk. Anybody ever been to the kitchen table to have a talk? If you haven't, don't go. Matter of fact, little girl, look at me. I'm going to mess with you now. i would mess with your brother. and I'm even give you. Listen, listen, it's real simple. If you don't smell food, run got your back all right just run 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 the dad said son there's a plan for your life he said yes sir the mom looked at him and said i'm so sorry and she started crying the mom cried so hard that the dad moved chairs held the mom for 10 minutes finally the dad said tell him tell him even yelled at his wife tell him and she looked up and said baby i'm sorry i'm old because i'm not your mom You have a brother. His name's Keith. You have two sisters, Annette and Jeanette. Your mom kept your brother. Your mom kept both your sisters, but your mom said that you were a mistake and she hated the day that you were born, but that's okay. She gave you to us. Are you all right? He said, I'm fine, Mom. I'm fine. I just want to go to bed. I got to go to school tomorrow. Thanks for loving me. I thank you guys for taking care of me. Hugged them both and he went to bed. He lied. By the time he was 13, he didn't care about anybody. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. He had a red clock with red numbers. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It was 3 double He was wide awake staring at the ceiling. Anybody ever wide awake staring at the ceiling at 3 o'clock? Anybody got that voice in your head that gets really loud when you're wide awake staring at the ceiling at 3 o'clock? His voice said, nobody cares about you. Nobody loves you. You should give up. You should give up. And the boy started crying in his bed because he was ready to give up on life and take his life. If you don't understand that boy and you don't understand Heather and you don't understand Tara then guess what? You're lying to yourself because we've all had that day that we wish it never happened, that moment that we wish we could change, but we always go back there. It's like we could have the greatest day ever and one smell takes us back. How do we get past those hurts? Maybe that's why Jesus wrote in John 16, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. So maybe you should just give it to him. Someone be like, "What do you do? How do you? This is sad. How do you? I got a good news. I got good news, and I even got better news. The good news is I only gave you half the three stories. The better news is I'm gonna finish this in the next 10 minutes. So in order for me to do that, come on, bro, come on. I'm better when you got music. You know what I'm saying? Hey, y'all got a good music dude. He's a man, dude. We got connections in this. I've never been here and I got I know all these people. I need to come back. I could could hang out here. I could just hang out. I was thinking about coming back, and the pastor never told me he was retiring. No, they did the commercial in the first service. I looked over and went, bro. Did you leave this out? He goes, Oh, I didn't tell you. Then he laughed. That's my friend right there, I like that <laughs> I love it dude, I love it, I love it, I love it. Oh, Some of you like, are you for real? Dude, I have a good time Even bad days are good You know why? I'm about to tell you <laughs> We gotta go back It's been 15 minutes But you remember the first girl, the 8th grader What was her name? Yeah, Tara, alright Do you remember where she's at, what's going on? yeah hospital one hour yeah i know oh by the way 20 minutes into the one hour before they turn off the machine the doctor knocked on the door the mom jumped up ran to the door and said no you said one hour And he said, ma'am, I got to tell you right now, I do my job. My job tells me that when something happens, like with your child, I have to go to the national database, and I need to let you know, there's a little girl in Phoenix, Arizona. She has five days to live. Her heart's going to give out, but your daughter's a perfect match. I had to come and ask, can I Can I have your daughter's heart so that this girl can live? She goes, he goes, I'm sorry, but you only have 10 minutes. We gotta move really fast. He walked away and he came back 10 minutes later. She met him in the hall and she goes, Look at me. Promise me one year from today, on December 26th, I can go to Phoenix and meet the girl. Because something good has to come out of this. Please. He said, Everything in me, I promise. Fast forward one year, December 26th. Instead of going skiing with their little girl, mom and dad get on a plane in Dallas and fly to Phoenix, Arizona. When they get down the the, the escalator by the baggage claim, guess who's there? The doctor from Colorado. He said, I took vacation because I'm a man of my word. I have a car out front, we can go, I know where to go. They got their luggage, put it in the car and he drove them to the house. When they pulled in front of the house, a couple was outside waiting in the front yard. I like that. Hey, listen, when somebody saves your life, you don't make them ring your doorbell. You do not let them knock on your door. And some of you, in a few minutes, you don't let Jesus knock on the door of your heart like he did in Revelations 2. Meet him in the front yard of your world because he's about to change your life today. Everybody touch your neighbor and say, everything's going to be all right. I'm going to touch the other neighbor and say, everything's going to be all right. Oh, I got to tell you, there was hugging. People were crying. Even the doctor was crying. But in the front yard, the doctor finally said, hey, let's go in. I got a surprise. He had already been there, my brother. He had already been to the house. And he hooked this girl up to a monitor. And he hooked her monitor up to a speaker. So when they opened the front door... All you can hear was that little girl's heart banging throughout the house. Taylor's mom goes, that's our baby's heart. That's our baby's heart. And they just started weeping and crying. Everybody's crying. She hugs the little girl. Every year they go and visit that little girl. Why? Because I'm going to tell you right now, even in death, if you have Jesus, everything's going to be all right. Even on your worst day, if you have Jesus, everything's going to be all right. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, Let's go with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. Do you know what happens in the spiritual world when you decide to do that? God comes in and he takes your nasty corroded sinful heart and he replaces it with Jesus. And so every time he sees you he hears his son heartbeat. Heather Everybody touch your neighbor and say hold on. Touch your other neighbor and say come on let's go. A lot of tears, it's all right. Watch this. Sitting on that couch, Heather's weeping. Y'all know what's happening, right? The husband of the woman she killed all of a sudden takes her by the hand and says my wife was a Christian, she loved Jesus she would want me to do this she goes, it's okay, I'll forgive you, I'll forgive you and he hugs her, she's weeping the mom and dad are weeping and he goes okay, okay, you need a drink, this is really good lemonade, if it's nasty I didn't pay attention to how my wife made it, alright and, and she, she tasted it and it was nasty, alright and he goes, I must have forgot something, okay she goes, she goes, thank you so much he goes, I hear you're a basketball player she goes, yes, the, the season starts in a month he goes awesome is it okay can i come watch you play she goes yes you can i don't know if i'm gonna play oh you have to play my wife would have loved to hear you i'll come and watch you play for her it's gonna be great enough and they hugged them all and they walk out the door one month later she does play opening night of the season they do the starting lineup when they say her name everybody in the gym cringed because this dude had brought with him about three or four other dudes and when they said Heather's name, they had air horns and confetti guns. It took five minutes to clean the gym floor so that they could play the game because he went nuts. And he went to all 32 games, home no and away, with those friends and confetti guns. Finally, at graduation, he showed up. He didn't know you couldn't have an air horn and confetti guns. (laughs) So as they kicked him out, he was still cheering for Heather as she walked across the stage. This man went to Heather's dad and said, hey, I hear she got a scholarship. He goes, yeah, full ride. I hear it's three hours away. He said, yeah. He goes, you know, I got a pickup. He said, when you decide to move, let me know. I'll take a couple of days off. You can have her in the car and put all her stuff in the pickup and I'll follow you me and you can help her get moved in he goes absolutely are y'all catching this this girl killed his wife and it's about to go full circle after they get a room set up and everything they gotta go so she hugs her mom says i love you hugs her dad says you're everything to me then she looked over and went uncle do i get my hug how can you kill someone's wife and get to call him uncle Oh, but there's more. Y'all got time? Okay, check this out. Hey, she dated a boy. Girls, look at me. Get a degree, then date boys. She dated a boy. And I'm going to be honest, he was not a good boy. And he ended up hurting her, which was probably the biggest mistake of his life. Cause she did not call her mom and she did not call her dad. She called uncle. Uncle had a couple of friends (laughs) who were not as saved as he was. Let's just say they took a little visit to the college and that boy never messed with her again. Her junior year she called him she said uncle something's wrong with my mom and dad they're arguing all the time hey can you just go see you make sure they're okay he goes I'll do it today said I'll call you late tonight that night he called back and it was late he goes I'm sorry I just left him it took a while said but tomorrow we're coming to see you hey after you get done with practice we'll take you to dinner she goes is everything okay everything's fine I just got to do this face-to-face it's okay I promise you it's good when they got to dinner and sit down she goes, I can't take it no more. Are you guys okay? Why are you guys smiling? And mom and dad were just smiling. And they looked at him and said, Uncle, tell her. And he pulled out a Gideon Bible from his back pocket, opened it up, and he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And he started crying, and she says, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but everlasting life. She goes, I've been waiting three and a half years for you to tell me how to know Jesus. He said, well, I led your parents to Christ last night, and now it's your turn. All things work together for good. Are y'all with me this morning? Are y'all getting this? I got to go, but I got one more. Remember that little boy, first grade? Now he's 13, about to take his life. That morning at 3 a.m., staring at the ceiling, he starts crying because he's ready to give his life away. And all of a sudden, his bedroom door opens. If your bedroom door opens at 3 o'clock in the morning, I suggest you run. I don't do that. I don't even do scary movies. I hate. You know why I don't like scary movies? Black people die first in scary movies, y'all. I ain't going out like that. Oh, by the way, it wasn't the it clown that came in that boy's room. It was his foster care dad. Everybody say Bill. Bill was a school janitor to the day he died. He walked in that boy's room and he said, Are you okay? I heard you crying. And the boy said, How? Your room's on the other end of the house. He said, Son, every day you hug your mom, but for the past two days you haven't. Every day you talk to me, but for two days you haven't said a word and you've been so sad. I promise you nobody knows. He goes, But last night and tonight, after your mom fell asleep, I grabbed a pillow and I slept by your door. And this morning I heard you cry. And he said, What's wrong, Reggie? My name's Reggie. I was that boy. My mom was a prostitute. Gave me away to her teacher, whose husband was the school janitor. My name is Reggie Dabbs, because that janitor went to court in Tennessee and won the right to give me his last name. And that morning at 13, I said the sinner's prayer with that janitor. And he gave me the greatest gift of all, life in Jesus. Everything's gonna be all right. Two things real fast. Number one, if you're going through a hard time, something very difficult, it's time to let it it go. And I do this all the time. I love altar calls because you're altering the course that you're on, all right? A lot of times you came in and you sit down and when you came and where you're sitting, you're carrying your stuff. You're carrying that junk. You're carrying that burden. You're carrying that weight. But if I could just give you a chance to stand up in the middle of that hurt and just say, no more, I'm giving this to Jesus. Then something great could happen in your personal life today. I don't need to know what it is. God already knows. He's just hoping that you'll stand and give it to him. So I'm going to start at 15 and work down to zero like a rocket about to take off. So you got to cool 15 seconds. If you're going through something difficult and you're ready to give it to God, all you got to do is stand up and I'm going to pray for you. 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, in Jesus' name, 1. Jesus' name, 1. Everybody say, all right, all right, all right, all right. Say this prayer with me. If you're standing, say, Jesus, I give this to you. I can't carry it no more. So I'm going to let you. I'm letting go, and I'm letting God handle this. Thank you, Jesus, for touching me today. In Jesus name I pray. Everybody say amen. Hey, don't sit down. Just look at somebody or just give somebody a hug and say everything's going to be all right. Come on. Come on. If somebody near you, just hug them. Oh, you got it. Oh, that's good. Y'all sit down. Sit down. I got to go. I got one more thing. I got a plane. I got to catch. <laughs> all right. Y'all ready? Hey, can I ask you this? I say it all the time. It makes me want to cry. Hey, do you know him? you know the Jesus that I met at three in the morning when I wanted to die and I speak healing over you in the name of Jesus keep coming to church my friend I put you on my list already you don't even know that I'm praying for both of you thanks for pushing him you don't just push his chair you push him to live God sees you doing that I'm going to say something to one more person. Tommy. T-shirt. Yeah. In your past, you had to change your diet. But all that thing, all that, it's going to work together. Because he has his hand on your life. He's giving you a gift. But the devil going to try to take it. Stay humble like you are. Okay? God's got you. And I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus today. What do you say I go hard old school? Can I go old school? (laughs) Romans 10, 9. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. need every saint to help me because every saint has a past and every sinner has a future and this is it when you accept Jesus you get a future so we're gonna all say it together hey every eye open every head up everybody looking around everybody say Jesus come into my life forgive me of my sin I know I'm wrong but this is my day to just come home thank you Jesus for loving me Even though I was wrong. Now, if this morning you walked into this church with sin in your life, I'm going to start at 20 and work my way to zero. And every person who got right and said that prayer, I don't care how you feel, feelings come and go, but actions speak louder than words. You ready? You got 20 seconds. I don't care what it is. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you did, but you said that prayer and you meant it. By faith, I want you to just slide out of your seat, step over some people, and just come and stand and face me right here. You did it this morning. 20 seconds. Come on. 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, At 10 seconds, ask your friend, ask your wife, ask your brother, your sister, ask your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Go and ask your grandma, grandpa. You got 10 seconds. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. In Jesus' name, five. In Jesus' name, four. In Jesus' name, three. In Jesus' name, two. In Jesus' name, dog. I got one with him, I need one with him, and I need one with her. Awesome. You're not alone. You are not alone. You've already said a prayer asking Jesus to forgive you, but I'm asked Pastor to come and just say a prayer over you. Hey, look at me. You didn't come to a man, you came to a king, and his name's Jesus. You hear me? Your whole life was set up for this moment right here, right now in Jesus name stretch your hands toward him as pastor prays come on church come on thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast we pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead for more videos messages and other content make sure you follow like and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter Facebook and Instagram at GoHarvestEG and be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless.